Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have, of course, our special guest today, all the way from Arizona, Dale Schaefer II. Dale L. Schaefer II is a certified financial planner. He is um, an accredited portfolio management advisor and a certified divorce financial analyst. Okay, out of his office, he is most likely found exploring outdoors and hiking with his wife or on his bike, a man after my true heart, right? He, he also, get this guys, he loves to rock out behind a drum kit or a guitar and enjoys reading books on finance and leadership and collecting deadpan dad jokes to try out to his kids. Dale is amazing, you guys. Uh, Dale, welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Claudine. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's my pleasure. I'm glad you're here. So we're going to talk about how to make decisions that are in alignment with your financial purpose. On a, for a business owner, this is extremely important. Um, mm -hmm. So let's dive right in. Um, we know that having a clear understanding of our, of our goals, values, and statement of financial purpose, in addition to keeping them in alignment, is key to achieving our, our financial success. So let's talk about actionable steps used for getting um, or staying in a, getting in alignment and staying in alignment with our financial purpose. So I know that there are steps that you use for getting in alignment with your financial purpose. And let's talk about those, okay? Okay. So Dale, you mentioned earlier in our conversation, in one of our conversations, that um, it's important to write out your top three goals for um, the next 12 to 24 months. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Explain that a little bit further for me, please. Yeah. So the, the financial purpose is a, possibly a different framework than a lot of people are used to hearing, especially when it comes from a financial planner or a financial advisor or whatever title uh, someone like me is carrying these days. And that, that framework really is getting um, complete alignment with what is most important. I, I tend to find the, the statement of financial purpose is an expression of what you value and what you value um, should align with how you use your money. So uh, in at Life Moves Wealth, our clients, uh, we actually do some work to write our statement of financial purpose and I keep track of it. I have it in my software. The client has a copy of it. And so when there's a decision to be made, we make sure it aligns with the financial purpose um, and it shifts the conversation from, okay, can let's talk about whether or not you can afford it. That actually becomes secondary to does this decision actually align with what you have said is most important? And if not, let's change our priorities. Um, as far as the the time frame goes, you know, I, I say 12 to 24 months. Uh, I think that's a manageable time frame for a lot of people to to have a goal or to have something they're working toward because we tend to be uh, hijacked by fear and FOMO. And the longer that we set goals, the more likely we are to be hijacked from actually accomplishing what's, you know, what we're trying to do. So um, words like retirement become problematic in that sense because it's too far away. We can't envision what that looks like. So 12 to 24 months is, is usually a pretty good time frame where we can we can set clear objectives, we can track progress, 
along the way. And it gives us some flexibility to make changes if we need to as well. Uh, but it becomes important to, to know what exactly it is that we're trying to accomplish over that time period. Because if we don't have anything specific, I, I find that we just are kind of floating along and we, we're hoping to get somewhere, but we have no idea what, what that place looks like. Right. Okay, great. So do you find, Dale, that those goals change? Do you have clients where sometimes those goals change? They may map it out, what their goals are for the next 12 to 24 months, and they change. And how do you handle that? That's a great question. I think sometimes they do change. The The big ones that I tend to find are, are they, they tend to be life event goals. And so often it's like uh, buying a house or, you know, saving enough money for college or something like that. They tend to have a big, a, a big arrival attached to that. And so sometimes based on economic conditions or changes in your financial situation, say the goal of buying a house or maybe even buying just buying a new car or replacing a, a vehicle or something like that. That may change. They may say we've decided not to buy that second car or we've decided to wait longer to buy a house or we've decided not to buy the second house. We're just going to Airbnb or we're going to buy a camper instead or something like that. So those change. And then as those goals change, then we just simply make adjustments. And what becomes very important with goals for me is the next steps attached to those goals, because it's great that we can set a goal and have a, a dream for what we want, but we have to put legs to it if we're going to expect to get there. So along with the goals, we actually set next steps that directly feed the goal. So if a client says, we're going to buy a house in the next two years and we want to save for a down payment, my question is great. How much do you want to save for the down payment? And they'll give me a number and I'll say, okay, then you would need to save, not including inflation, you would need to save X number of dollars per month to get to that goal. Is that realistic in your cash flow? I'm going to know the answer because I'm their financial planner, but they need to understand because their cash flow is more real to them than it is to me because I see it on a the screen. They feel it in their bank account and in their purchase decisions, right? At the grocery store or wherever. So um we, I'm a big, big fan of having flexibility because things do change and, and people change their minds. And I think that's okay. We just yeah, and, and that's important. It is okay to change your mind. You know, and we talk on the virtual ingenuity business podcast, we've talked about this all the time. It's having a business plan because that's your foundation. Well, it's great to have a financial foundation too, Dale, you know, and, and what you're doing and offering for your clients is just that it's your financial foundation because that foundation affects everything else within your life and within your business. And mm -hmm. oftentimes individuals will separate business from personal when to me, it's all one, it all goes together, right? It does. Yeah. Because you, you carry, whether you're the business owner or you're working in the business, you carry yourself to work and then you carry yourself home. And so that you're right, that all bleeds over and, uh, and and I, I kind of go back to uh, with General Eisenhower in World War II, right? He said that um, plans are useless, but the act of planning is indispensable. Right. And that's kind of how I how I see it is, is we, we, we do planning. It's ongoing. It's never finished. If we're doing it right, it's never done. Um, or I'm sorry, it's never finished is what I mean. Yeah. But if we don't do it, then, you know, we're we're setting ourselves up for failure. So that's it. That's it. So once your clients then set their goals, what's next? 
So next is uh, the next steps. So actually writing down specific next steps to that goal. So for example, if the goal is we're going to save $100,000 for 20% of a down payment on a $500,000 house, right? Mm -hmm. So the next step is, okay, how much money can we realistically save every month automatically and systematically so that we were not making the decision to push the button to transfer the money. It just automatically is happening. And then when does that get set up? When do we start saving? And how do we know if we need to change the number? And so it's just having those parameters in place. And then the client will go implement those next steps. And then as the planner, my job is to help them track the next steps. And, and in my planning system, it's really slick because I'm able to check off the next step and check off the goal when they accomplish it and then send them a copy of it and they can see what they've accomplished or what they have yet to accomplish as well. Okay. And then Dale, you've mentioned to me too, that you help your clients to identify 10 values that are most important to them. How does that play a role in making sure that your financial goals align with your purpose? Yeah, so that goes back to to the whole uh, financial purpose in and of itself being expression of values. Uh, sometimes when when it's difficult for people to think about what their financial purpose will will be or how they would write that, um, you should do one of two things. Sometimes we'll do both. So first is I'll give them example of what my financial purpose is. So if you go into my planning software, written in there is my financial purpose, which is very simple. As an example, it says the first thing you need to do is uh, make time and resources available for family adventures. Then I want to have a business that's thriving so that my wife has options professionally for what she wants to do without impacting our family's finances. And then the third is I want to give freely. And so if my financial decisions align with those three things, then I know that I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. If there's a conflict, then it means that I'm making a choice that is either highly emotional or it's uh, I'm trying to keep up with something or somebody else's success, right? Which is a financial trap, trying to keep up with somebody else. Um, or I'm having a midlife crisis. And all of those things, as the financial advisor, I need to be able to approach the client and say, look, this decision that you want to make sounds fun. Let's talk about it because I'm not sure... I see how it aligns. So help me understand the where, where this lines up. Where's the priority difference? What's changed? You know, let's make sure that we're we're making a good decision. And that has to be enough to kind of interrupt that and reset them to their values. Um, the, the whole thing with, with selecting 10 is that if we can get to 10, and I actually have a deck of cards and every card has one value listed on it. And so if we get to 10, then we can narrow that down to five then I'll know really what's important because with that five, we can actually prioritize those things. And then that helps us write our statement of financial purpose, which of course helps us stay on track with okay. how we use money. Oh, that's great. I love that. And it seems like such a simple process, Dale, that you use. I think so. so. What is, and I think that a lot of times too, that we all make decisions that are emotionally based. Every single thing that you just mentioned deals with emotions. And mm -hmm. I think that is the wrong time to make financial decisions when your emotions lead. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and it, where it shows up a lot, Claudine, is in investment, investment mm -hmm. choices. 
And so I spend, you know, some time, especially when the market is is going, you know, boo scary like it has for a couple of years now. Um, there's there are phone calls where I will say, I know that you're asking me to do this. Here's why I don't think it's in your best interest. Can we talk about this? Uh, what would you do? What would you be doing differently if you weren't afraid of the outcome? That's a that's a question that um, a good friend of mine who is a counselor gave me to use in those situations. What would you be doing differently if you were not afraid of the outcome? Wow. And that's a process interrupter, just being asked that question, because then you go, well, I, I would. OK, well, now I think we're introducing logic into emotion and now we can make a good decision, or at least that gives us a framework to have a conversation around it. I love that. That's that's probably my my one thing takeaway right now from this our conversation. Use, that's awesome. Use the, anything I say. Use it. <laughs> I love that. So, having your our values because not many um, financial planners talk about what your value is. That is so important. I love that you do that with your clients because yeah. I know that there you've seen a lot of successes from your clients by incorporating values because most people are just thinking um, it's money, you know, and that's it. Or they're not, they don't understand why they should plan for retirement. Like you said, retirement is a scary word. Mm -hmm. And when you, they have someone like you taking it step by step and planning it, you know, month by month or year by year, it helps them to understand the importance of it all. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So now that, you know, we have the values in mind, we, we talked about the top three goals and we talk about the values and statement of financial purpose, which I'm sure, you know, some of my listening audience have never heard that terminology before, but I love the way that you explained it and how important it is. So now what is next? You talked about testing it. How do you do that? Yeah. So the, the way to test it is, um, there, well, there's a couple ways. The probably the easiest way is once once we have a financial purpose written, and then we have goals. If we go back and if I say, okay, what do you want the next two years to look like? Where you want to be two years from now? Or I might say, um, if you had an opportunity to get in on this investment what would you say? Or so sometimes it's just kind of throwing things to see if, if they'll jump at something else, because then what I'm doing is setting them up to understand how the conversation is going to go. So if they tell me that what's really important to them is family and financial stability and that kind of thing, if they at any point uh, say that their retirement goals are to, you know, buy a Ferrari and, um, you know, travel to Europe for a year and that kind of thing. I'm going to say, that sounds like a lot of fun. What color would the car be? How would the interior look? Right. So like we get them dreaming a little bit and I'll say, okay, now how does that align with family and financial stability in your mind? Just help me understand how you see that because I'm responsible for helping you get there if it aligns and if that's really what's most important. And so that's how we'll test those, um, not only the purpose, but the goals, but also the values, because somewhere in there that that all has to be working together or you are you're greatly at risk for making financial choices that lead you other places than where you really want to end out. And then you get into later in life and then 
the worst thing is that you you sit there and you regret the fun that you've had. Because I've had clients say that to me, that we had a lot of fun 10, 20 years ago. And I wish we would have done this differently, or I wish we would have put more away for, for now. And, and so you just, you, you want to start as soon as you can early in the process so that as you go through life, you're exactly where you want to be, or maybe even better, um, hopefully. That's right. You're right. And we do have a lot of fun, a lot of us in, in the early parts of our lives before we start a business or before we're truly working at our ideal job, if, if some of us have found that already. And so we don't factor in that we may have children, we may have family. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great to start early. You know, there's some individuals where their family will give them, you know, money starting out and then they just squander it. They don't know mm-hmm. how to invest. And also, Dale, they don't know the right questions to ask. And they, they end up with people who sell them um, financial products rather than give them good guidance. And and what I would, I'll say one, one more thing to that, Colonia, and what I think is important is uh, because most people in my in my situation will say, spend as low as possible as you can through these years, put it all away because you're going to need it for retirement. I have had clients in their 40s who have passed away, never got to retirement, right? So I'm a big believer in we have to have systems in place where we can live life today and tomorrow. There, It has to be an and equation because life's too short to, to scrimp when you don't have to, but it's also too long in some cases when you run out of money. So you, you have to, there has to be an and for that conversation. That's right. You don't hear that many at very often. You always hear, just like you said, save, 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 or invest, invest, invest for mm-hmm. retirement. And especially now with COVID, with COVID that happened, you know, folks are scrambling. What do I do? You know, mm-hmm. and um, cost, everything's gone up. So it's, it's great that your clients have you. And I love the fact, Dale, that you use kind of a psychological spin as well. You know, when you talk about if somebody says, I want a Corvette or a certain car, well, hey, what color, you know, and how does that relate to your values? How does that tie in now to your situation, to your family? So I yeah. think that's important and that should really get your, your clients to, to think about their decisions. And that's important. Dale, I've learned so much from you today and um, we've got, uh, you know, said a lot of pertinent information that my listening audience could benefit from. So out of all of the things that we've talked about, well, first of all, let me back up. Is there anything else that you want to share right now? I I think on this topic, I, I think we've got a pretty good uh, out, or maybe overview, I should say, of of how this works, um, how it works. And I guess if where your next question is headed, I think is probably um, what what else I would say. So go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, we always close with these two questions. And the first one is, out of everything that we've talked about today, Dale, you've been amazing. What Thank is you. the one, you're welcome. What is the one takeaway that you wish our listening audience um, could have? What is that one takeaway from our conversation today? Yeah, for me, I I would say it, it is definitely, you know, if you're making financial decisions of any kind, 
write out what you value and then test your decisions against those values. And, and like I said, for, for me, it comes in, in the form of, of what's called a statement of financial purpose. Um, and this, this is a, uh, it's a methodology that I think was introduced by uh, a gentleman by the name of Carl Richards. He is a, a mentor of mine that I've never met, but um, he has significantly influenced how I do my work. Um, and so he, in in that case, if you can write out, I value these, you know, five things most m- most of of all the things that I value, and and it's you know things like family and happiness and, and you know faith or honesty or integrity, whatever your values are, write that down, and then put it into a statement. As a business owner, you probably have a mission statement for your business. If you don't, I recommend you write one. And so if you have a mission statement, think of it that way. It's your personal mission statement, and it's going to be the barometer that you'll use to test your financial decisions. See, that's another pertinent information. That's awesome right there. Your personal statement, Yeah. right? We always, we have one for our business. Why not have one for ourselves? That's great. That's amazing. So Dale, what is the one piece of advice that you wish someone had given you when you started your business? When, (laughs) when I started my business, I I would say um, the one thing that I, that I did is I I needed to, um, be, because of the work that I do, I needed to have all my stuff together, you know, so I needed to have the best software and I needed to do all these things. And, and so I, I think what happened is I probably spent more money in the first year of my business than I needed to. Now, I, I, I don't really regret some of those choices, but there were some inefficient uses of capital because I got, you know, into say a piece of software and I went, oh, this really doesn't suit what I was hoping it would do. So I make a change. And so now it's a different cost. And, and so I would say really just um, know what, what it is, or maybe just, just like this financial purpose, write out what it is that you expect or that you think you're going to need to spend and then go at it case by case and just say, does this make sense? Does this make sense? Am I sure that this is what I need? Because sometimes, um, especially when it comes to those things, I will just, I'm a kind of get into it and figure it out along the way kind of person, which makes me a great planner. But it also means that for those kinds of things, I'm like, ooh, maybe I should have thought about that a little more. So I would say just know know what you what you think you're going to need when you're starting your business, and then uh, and then maybe scale it back a little bit, or or just be uh, add another layer of decision making before you buy the next thing. Oh, that's great. Good advice. You know, Dale, what I tell my clients to is always have a mentor because I, I really believe that. And you have a mentor too. I mean, I have one. I think mm-hmm. that a mentor can really, you always need somebody to bounce ideas off. And um, a great mentor can really be beneficial to anyone in their business. Agreed. And even even a peer level, uh, somebody in your industry who is where you want to grow to, they're a great uh, resource for that. And, and by, by all means, you should be willing to, uh, uh, like I, I have a round table of three or four other financial advisors that I can call at any given time and just say, Hey, what are you, you know, have you seen this? What are you doing about this? What do you think about that? I, I had one of those call me last week and say, Hey, did you see this thing about 
you know, this tax thing. And so we talked through that. And I think that's important. So th- those those are not my competitors. They need to be my my counsel, you know, my my round table, if you will. That's right. Okay. So Dale, if someone is interested in working with you, we have business owners that um, come to virtual ingenuity all the time. Where can they find you? Where are you on social media? Tell us a little bit about where they can find you. Yeah, so uh, I personally and uh, through the business, we are very, very um, visible. And so you can start at lifemoveswealth.com. That's the website. Uh, Again, lifemoveswealth.com. You can learn everything that you want to know about me and the firm, uh, all the way up to including my bio, what it's like to work with us. Um, You can see other places where I've been featured in different magazines and podcasts like this. You can see all the social media accounts there. You can also see our fees. Uh, So fee um, transparency is very important to me. So I've got that right up on the website. So there's no guesswork. You don't have to sit through two long meetings with me before I tell you what it costs. You can know before you go. I think that's important. Uh, And then socially, if it's... um, if it's you know Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, uh, YouTube, that's all at Life Moves Wealth. And then uh, I also have a podcast, if I can plug that here, uh, and that's the Financial Purpose Podcast. I use that a lot. So the Financial Purpose Podcast, which you can find on uh, just about anywhere where you would listen to podcasts. Yes, and I will be on that podcast pretty soon. And I look you forward will. to that. Looking forward to it. Yes, it's going to be awesome. So listen. Thank you, Dale, for joining us on the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast today. Can't wait personally for our conversation um, again. So mm-hmm. my friends, you can listen to more of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast on Apple Podcast and on Spotify. You can give us a call, um, 205-549-0098, or visit our website at Virtual Ingenuity LLC. If you would need some help with your business management services, with marketing, with content writing, or if you need, you know, to um, get in touch with Dale, you can get in touch with Dale through virtual ingenuity as well. All right, guys, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, and rate. And until next time, let's impact together. Have an amazing day.